Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Are you using live streaming to interview people? Chances are you probably are. So in this episode, you're going to learn how to tell a good story when live streaming uh, with our guest, James Hicks. So I'm going to say a quick hello. Hey, everyone. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Launch Your Live. This is uh, both a live stream as well as a podcast episode. For those of you who are watching, this is obviously airing live. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, it may have been a, a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, but today we're going to be interview talking about you know, how when you are interviewing people, um, you know, a lot of people that are using live streaming software, for example, such as StreamYard, which powers Launcher Live here. However, you know, how do you conduct a good interview? Uh, a lot of times, you know, people look at it and say, well, hey, you know, it's just two talking heads. How do we make it exciting? How do we make it more engaging for our viewers to keep people tuned in? So I'm going to go and bring on Mel. Uh, Mel is uh, is co-hosting with me on this episode. We're going to be talking with James Hicks. Uh, so Mel, it's fantastic having you join us. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited because first of all, I've gotten to know James a little bit over the last few months and I think he's the perfect fit for this particular topic today. So I'm really excited to hear from James and what he's going to tell us about storytelling. Fantastic. Yeah. So let's go ahead and bring on, uh, let's bring on James. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk with him about obviously using live streaming for interviews and also obviously the importance of storytelling and how a good story can make or break an interview. So uh, let's go ahead and bring on James. James, thanks a lot for joining us for Launcher Live. How you doing? I'm doing good. Look at you guys, huh? <laughs> this is, this, I'm on Launcher. I, Mom, I've made it. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, I know we talked about like this episode is going to be all about storytelling. Um, <clears throat> you and I have talked quite a bit. I know we were talking backstage as well. You know, we we're talking about like backgrounds and things like that, you know, yeah. and equipment. Um, but let's start with, you know, just some very simple questions for you. And these are questions we obviously we ask every single guest that comes on the show because the goal of the Launcher Live interview series is to learn more about other people who are live streaming. And in this case, I want to start off, obviously, like, who is James Hicks? My goodness, who is this guy? How much time we got? No. <laughs> um, so I consider myself an engineering technologist. I'm one by, by education and one by trade. I have been teaching organizations about enterprise technology for probably the last 20 or so, well, more than that, 25 years or so, right, from either uh, – HP, Dell, Apple, and a few other uh, companies also based out here in the Silicon Valley. So that's who I am, again, by by work, by trade, by education. But really, from a passion perspective, I'm a content creator like all of us here. I started X New Media back in 2010 when I left Hewlett-Packard the second time. Uh, and really, my, my goal has always been to do three things, really to enlighten, entertain, and educate. So that I, I bring that into every conversation that I have, every interview that I do, every session that I host, wherever the case may be. And as long as I'm enlightening, providing some entertainment, and also educating folks as well, that, that's, that's my drive, my focus behind at least the content creation piece. Fantastic. So when did, so 
And again, this is also a question we ask everyone. And the reason we do this is because there's always some sort of thread that runs, you know, with live streamers. And mm. the question is like, when did you first get into live streaming and how has it evolved? Sorry. Uh, yeah. And uh, how has it evolved over time? So you will not believe this, but I started, I was looking this up. I started my YouTube channel in 2006. It's been, it's been sitting there with just r random craziness for a, a number of years. The blessing of COVID, to be honest with you, is that I was able to stop and process and actually say, where do we want to take this live streaming, this video content creation activity that I'm doing? And so really for the last 12 months or so, have I really focused, really barreled down and said, what do I want to be saying and talking about from a live streaming perspective? I've been blogging forever. So I, I've had the, the text piece for ever since, again, I started Hicks New Media back in 2010. So I've had a number of digital presences from a, from a bloggy perspective, and I've done podcasting as well. But the, the live streaming piece really has taken about ever since this last 12, 13 months or so. So I'm going to turn it over to Mel. Mel, I, I know you've got some questions for James. We want to get into the meat of obviously the interview. Yeah, no, I, I know that James, you have a few live shows. So I, I think it's great that you were, I, I didn't realize really when you started really going live and going live mm -hmm. more regularly, but you have more than one show. So tell us about the shows that you have and just tell us about some of the ways that you're using live video. Right. So I'm probably the most non-traditional live streamer out there because I, I, I hear a lot of folks say, focus on one particular niche, drive into that and be very specific. I'm a very eclectic person, so I, I, I can't just go out and start talking about consumer technology all the time. I can't just be telling you, go buy this new phone or go buy this new monitor or whatever the case may be. Right. Go, go to Best Buy and get this. There's so much more to what I want to share and what I want to say with my audience. So I have a sports show called Team No Sleep. And what we're talking about is not just the scores of the day. So we're not talking about just the NBA playoffs and who's winning, who's losing. But we're the tagline of that is actually the social impact of sport. So we get into a lot of awkward conversations about um, political stuff, race relations, uh, pay for equal pay and things of that nature, right? So we get into those kinds of conversations, not just the, the sports scores. Then I also have a series called Perspectives in Focus. Perspectives in Focus is really a long form business centric conversation. So I'll, I'll bring entrepreneurs, I'll bring business leaders, and we actually will talk at length about who they are, what they're doing, and primarily why they're doing what it is that they're doing and how they're making an impact on society. I worked for Apple, like I say, for 10 years. So I'm a I'm a, I'm part of the cult of Mac. I'm a Steve Jobs guy. And literally on my wall in front of my my desk right here is, is his quote and his state saying about at minimum, do your part and put a dent in the universe. Right. Your drive should be to drive uh, some type of positive influence in, in the world. So perspectives and focus is again long term, long form business conversations that that focus on impact, uh, moving, moving the needle forward and things of that nature. And then I also have a show called The Lab. And that's where I talk consumer technology, uh, what's the latest gadgets out there that you should probably should be buying, whatever the case may be. So again, very eclectic in terms of, of the voice. And I, and I really want to stay that way as opposed, again, just being pigeonholed into just talking about one particular topic all the time, because I, I get to bring out either my personality, I get to use my jazz hands like I'm using right now, because that that's who I am. And I think that that brings up the, the, uh, the angelistic 
nature of each of the shows that I'm doing. <laughs> jazz hands. I love it. I tend to have jazz hands in my live shows a lot too. I definitely, I loved what you said though, about how you're able to use live video to take the conversations to a different level because yeah. some of what you're talking about, especially those delicate topics, it's more about the conversation, mm -hmm. less about, you know, that one way communication. And that is one thing I love about live video is that you're getting responses from your audience while you're live, but with you, by having other people on the show with you and kind of doing these interviews, you're having a conversation on live video, but then you're also having a conversation conversation with the audience. And I think that that's one of the things I love about live streaming is that especially topics like that, it's just, you're able to take things to a deeper level. So I know, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about storytelling. So Christian, why don't you take it from here? Sure. So, so storytelling is important for movies, TV, pretty much any kind of media that people are consuming. <laughs> here the hands go, by the way. Uh, can it also be <laughs> I'm applied, rubbing off on you. I love can it. Can it be applied to you. interviews though? You know, obviously like we're, you know, we're in great, like we want to watch movies. We want to watch TV shows the things that keep us, you know, Ben's watching things like that. Um, so can it be applied to interviews? And uh, if so, do you have any uh, recommendations on how people can go about doing that? And, and especially as a small time content creator. Well, definitely. I think storytelling really brings out again, that individualism, that, that personality of the interviewer and interviewee. Uh, being able to put yourself into the conversation, being able to relate either as someone who's experienced whatever the conversation, whatever the topic is, or someone who uh, has others within their sphere of influence who have, have been within that conversation piece as well. So telling the story, talking with people instead of just to people and instead of just at people, that really helps, again, bring about the engagement and the interaction as well. And it's more fun, right? If you're, if you're just monotone and, and, and you're just spewing information all the time, no one's going to stick around for that. They actually want to, again, I really feel that folks are logging into YouTube and, and Twitter and, and Facebook and all these social networks to actually be entertained. If you're not entertaining, if you're not providing some value, some positive value and, and telling a story, you're going to lose an audience or you're not going to have as much retention and it's not going to be shared. It's not going to be engaged with. It's not going to be uh, talked about as, as you want it, because, again, you want to build a community as you're having these conversations. It's not just, again, the one to one talking head conversation all the time. It, it, there, there wants to be and there needs to be and there should be dialogue after the conversation, either in the comments or someone gives you a call or a text that says, you know what, James, that was a great show. And, and, and this is kind of some of the things that I've gotten over the last few weeks, some of the series, series that I've been doing, saying that those were great sessions. Those were great stories that you pulled out of the person that you were talking. Right? So not, not just having a list of questions and, and going down the list and getting yes or no questions, but digging deeper getting to understand and getting to know who the persons are that are, that are being interviewed, talking to. I love that. So what, tell me, so sometimes, you know, <laughs> the stories, right? I know I, there's this saying I used to always say where industries can be boring, but the people are not right. Or some people will say, well, I'm boring. I'm boring. I'm like, well, if you feel you're boring, I guarantee your stories are not, you know? So I love yes. that you're talking about pulling these stories out, but not everybody is, is, you know, comfortable or doesn't come as natural. So, I mean, do you have any techniques or, or anything that you use to pull these stories out? You know, like when you have one of these guests on, on one of your shows. I really relish in the awkward silence, to be honest with you. So there is nothing wrong with having that moment when you're talking to someone and they, and they're, you know, they raise the eyes or they look to the side and they're trying to think of the right answer. 
right? And and I forgot there was an old country song, Leave a Tender Moment Alone. I, I can't recall who sang it, but look it up in the old billboard charts. I don't mind actually having that that awkward silence while someone is trying to figure out the best way of, of communicating or relying or, or saying what the, what's really on their mind. That's where the gold is, right? Instead of just those quick one-off conversations, those quick one-off statements. My primary uh, activity as well is being prepared. Look, I will do my research about what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about, and kind of be that, that uh, doubting Thomas person and to come up with alternative conversation pieces, right? Just to, just to stir up the conversation as well. Uh, I may know the answer to what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I'm always looking for a way of stirring active conversation, not necessarily conflict or debate, but just active conversation and, and allowing folks to show their personality and what they're looking for. To be honest with you, I also relish in procrastinating and waiting till the last minute, right? I, I, I love just the whole aspect of being able to get something that I've got, you know, prepare for, prepare for something, obviously, and know the content and everything that I'm, that I'm talking about. But at last five or six hours before I go live or before I get on stage or before I do whatever, man, just, just, you know, getting it done during that period of time, as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to, trying to plan it out for sort of a long time. So I, I love the, procr the procrastination piece because I, I, I love that anxiety. I love being in the moment, but I also love planning and, and knowing my content knowing my material and what I'm going to say. That's probably the best thing that I can say for folks is be prepared, know your content, know your information, but then be prepared to pivot as well to continue to have the, the discussion flow in a, in a direction that you as the interviewer may want it to go. Yeah, I love that. I think it's it's great to prepare your guest even with the questions that you're going to ask, but also don't be afraid to go off script, if you will, right? Yes. Because yes. again, the story can guide the next question or the story can guide where the, the rest of that conversation goes. So, and I, I at first I wasn't sure what you were going to, where, where you were going to go with that procrastination piece, but I love it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, seriously, I'm the same way. So I like to plan, I like to have a loose plan, but then I like yeah. to kind of do that final prep right before then it's fresh. It's really fresh. And, and it, you just feel, I think, good going into it that you have that, all that stuff fresh with you. But, you know, obviously we see, you know, a lot of interviews, uh, interviews are becoming more and more popular with live streams, uh, especially when, and people like that story. I mean, even storytelling is becoming a more known, you know, strategy, if you will, when it comes to, you know, creating content and standing on stage, even, you know, telling stories to mm -hmm. enhance your content. But we're seeing more interviews because I believe because the technology is making these live interviews so much easier to do. I mean, you can yeah. basically just grab your phone and you can do a live interview. You know, as Christian mentioned, we're using StreamYard, which makes it very easy as well. So with the, you know, more interviews being out there, is there anything outside of even the storytelling that you recommend that people do to just make their interviews stand out you know, against, you know, the noisy, busy world of other people doing interviews? Don't be afraid to have conversations that are different. Don't be afraid of having conversations that you want to talk about. A lot of times folks will try to ride the wave of what's popular and what's always trending on YouTube, what's always trending on Google. But again, each of us has our, our own personality. Each of us has our, our own path that we're trying to go. 
again, from a content creation perspective, you want to get into this because you feel you have a story to tell or you want to utilize something like a StreamYard to, as a platform to push that message out. Don't be afraid and don't get caught up into watching other folks and, 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 and limiting yourself, right? If, if you've got something that you want to talk about, if you've got a particular hobby or passion or um, skill that you're, you're engaged in and, and you like, there is an audience for that. So get out of your own way is, is one way of, I think of saying that. Um, that, that's really the best thing that I can say, because, again, a lot, a lot of times folks will, will go online and say they want to fire up a YouTube channel or they want to start creating content. But then they'll look at the folks who have already the 10 million followers and, and they say, I've got to do it that way. No, you've got to start somewhere. You've, you've got to start within your own self and you got to be comfortable with just turning on the lights, pressing record and talking into the microphone. You've got to get yourself situated first, right? You've got to, you've got to do you before you can do the next person. So that's really where, where I, I think folks need to come to a reckoning with and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. There is an audience. And if not, that audience will grow as you continue to share your information and share your message out there. So, so there are other folks like you and there are other folks that like and will appreciate your dialogue, your your sessions, your streams, and your content, it just, it will build over time. This is definitely a marathon. It's, it's not a sprint. It's going to take a while. You're going to continue to refine your craft, but you definitely need to continue to work on that craft. Don't think that it's going to come overnight where you have, I don't know, monetization on, on, on YouTube to where you've got over a thousand followers, 4,000 watch hours and all that. No, if, if you got it too soon, I don't think you really appreciate the process, to be honest with you. So I, that's um, my thoughts on that. Yeah. I like Did that. I answer your question? I, I, yeah. see, I, I you know, I, I've been, I'm drinking some new coffee here. I don't know <laughs> sometimes what in the world that I, I could, no, I could go on for good. days about things. So. No, I definitely think that, you know, I think basically what you're saying is, is don't be afraid to add your own personality to your, your live shows. I mean, that's why people are going to want to watch you and, and your stuff and even your interviews and whatnot. So no, I loved it. And I think that people do get a little bit, a little bit hung up on that, but before, mm -hmm. before I hand it over to Christian, cause I know he's got a couple more questions. I, I guess I'm curious when it comes to, the storytelling aspect or even the stories that you're the people you've had on your shows have shared. Is there anything that really stands out, whether it be it was a really great story or it was like, you know, you mentioned you love the awkward silence. I personally hate the awkward silence, but I'm just saying, is there anything that really stands out to you as like something that was really memorable, either for a good reason or maybe for a reason that was not so great that maybe turned into a lesson? Is there anything that stands out to you? And I know we're I'm throwing that one at you yeah. um, on the spot, but just uh, just I was kind of curious as you were talking i will i will say be cautious and be careful of how personal you want to get with someone you don't know close when you're streaming live all across the internet uh no boundaries but it is is definitely kind of again say the moral of that story and that will preserve your relationships that will preserve face and that will save other folks from going into an emotional headspin. Uh, so so no, no, no boundaries about uh, personal types of content and personal types of information, especially when, when, when you're talking to a wide range of, um, of an audience and, and you've got engagement going. So that, that has happened to me one time where I went 
to the left and that person might, I won't give their name, but they didn't want to go that way. So know where you're going, kind of stay in that lane and you, you can deviate a little bit, but Try to understand how far you can go, especially when it's off topic of what you're already got planned for the interviewee, because that person is more than likely already prepared for the content, already knows what they want to say. And, and it's kind of in a frame of mind. If you throw too much of a pivot at your interviewee, it, it could go sideways. It, it could be great TV and it could, <laughs> it could be great content. But again, that that could just ruin the entire uh, relationship uh, following the session. So. That's a good question. Yeah. So um, I want to kind of go back to your, your other question we talked about just a second ago. And it was, you know, about uh, people see like millions of people like they say, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm start doing interviews with people, for example, because I think that's that's a good barrier to entry, I think, because um, a lot of times, you know, people look at like, doing interviews and, and trying to have some storytelling aspect to it. And um, they don't really. I think a lot of times what people do is they look at it and say, well, you know what? I don't have any, I, I'm just starting to channel out. No one's going to actually be on my you know, mm -hmm. show. I can't interview anyone, for example. Um, so we kind of have like sort of limited our belief, I think, there just from the start. Uh, but in terms of people, you know, uh, getting started, you know, do you have any tips for them, you know, to overcome? I, I want to call it FOMO sort of, but it's not necessarily FOMO. It's more like, I, I mean, is that the right, should I phrase it differently? Mel, what do you think? No, I, th I think more, more like not necessarily FOMO, but more just like fear. <laughs> I think <Yeah. laughs> just they're maybe avoiding something yeah. or, you know, or whatnot, but maybe a little FOMO, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think I know what you're going with here. So basically, you know, if you have any tips for people to help them overcome that fear of, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not on the same level as all these other people in the industry. How do they get around that? And then the other part, the two parter here, how can somebody stay motivated? Because as you mentioned, you know, mm. you go into like, I mean, the storytelling, obviously, that's important, uh, but people go into it and, you know, they they then have in the back of their mind, well, hey, I'm not anywhere near this particular person mm -hmm. in terms of like their size of their audience, their channel size, you know, even just anywhere where they're at. And so how does somebody stay motivated in that sense? Also, because, you know, it, it can be, you know, from a small to medium business, it can be a lonely uh, journey, I think. Do you have yeah. any tips for them? I, I do. And I'm, I'm probably going to put this on a T-shirt, this, this statement too. get out of your own way. I've already said it right. Get out of your own way, because that's those that limiting speech, that limiting statement of, again, I'm trying to be like someone else, that that fear of missing out. And then there, there's another acronym gas and that's gear, gear acquisition yep. syndrome. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Good Lord. You can't have the roadcaster pro day one you can't have the sure sm7b day one you can't have the stream deck x really just start with that thousand dollar phone that you're walking around in your pocket turn it on take a personal video maybe just to get comfortable of framing yourself of of, of lighting of just talking to a lens take a personal video of yourself using your phone you don't even have to publish publish it anywhere Play it back so you can see how your mannerisms are, how your face gestures are and things of that are on a particular on, on, on the screen. And maybe step it up after you do that, after you get a little more comfortable with that. Write out some show notes, write out of a, a, a run of show of how your live session could go. Right. The the opening, the, the bumper, the, the, the calls to action, the one or two or three interview questions. Plan out exactly what you would do when you do start going live. So, so have some of that context in place. 
And then I'd say if you fire up a YouTube channel or look, the whole world is on Facebook. You can you, you can you can run a video on Facebook to just your family members. You can start a group or you can send someone uh, a private, I think, a video room in Facebook and actually just talk to someone directly. Uh, we, on iPhones, we do it all the time when we do FaceTime, just just do a FaceTime call with someone and, and have a back and forth dialogue that's already uh, scripted and scheduled, those kinds of things. So it's really getting out of your own way, practicing, uh, being inspired by others out there who are already further along the journey, right? Who may have though that subscriber account, that that audience and that that interaction, but be inspired by them, but, but don't limit yourself to think that day one, month one, year one, you have to be like them because you never will be. They're always going to be further down the road than you are. And that's a good thing. Actually, you want to go your own path. You want to, you want to look at what other folks are doing and be either inspired or be, be, uh, I'm not going to say triggered, but be, be, be aware of what they're doing to kind of hone your skill set, hone your craft and say, you know what? Christian's doing his interviews a certain way. He's got his mic over here. You know, Mel's got her lights this way. That's pretty cool for them. But my space doesn't doesn't make for that. So let let me try uh, moving my microphone to the right, putting my lights down from another angle, those kinds of things. Make your own space, physical space, and make your own show. Make your own content creation, right? Because again, if, you, if you're going to be on video, you, you want the the aesthetic to be a certain way. If you're going to have fancy colored lights in the in the background, you, if you don't like pink, don't make pink lights. Get blue and purple. Right? Make your environment yours and start building off of that. That's where some comfort comes in. That's where you start being more more, more confident in your capabilities and your abilities as well by just watching others, being inspired, but then turning that inspiration into your your own execution. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I mean. Um it's, it's a great point because a lot of people, you know, they, they get started and they, you know, in, in terms of the storytelling aspect, they try to be exactly what someone else has already been doing. And the thing is, you know, as you mentioned, you've got to be yourself. You've got to get out of your own way, first of all. So don't talk yourself out of it. You know, you mm -hmm. can do this, but, you know, and I think part of that, you know, stems from like, um, like it, I think that helps you build confidence, I think as well in your abilities, if, you know, you're actually trying to, you know, do challenge yourself. A lot of people, exactly. you know, they get into um, try to do streaming, for example, and they don't have the audience, for example, you know, or they don't think they're funny. But you know what? If, if people are telling you you're funny, like, <laughs> you know, not funny looking, obviously, but if they're telling you you're funny, uh, then, you know, run with that. Like, yeah. there's something there that you can tap into. You know, it's not like people are just saying it like, oh, hey, I heard two people or three people tell me that. Like, there is something there when you're having at least more, you know, at least two people telling you. Hey, you know what? You're pretty funny. You should consider, you know, doing this. And then it's up to you, I think, to challenge yourself, you know, yes. to to be different, to use, you know, like use people as a like, because for example, like as you mentioned, I mean, you got to get out of your own way, and then you don't want to be, you don't want someone else to be your north star, you know, yes. you want to be your own north star, like where you want to go and how are you going to get there, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, everybody has a different story to tell as well. You know, I think that's like crucial here. Um, everybody's got a different story, you know, a different journey. We, we always talk about this, how people are on different paths of their live streaming journey. You know, again, you find somebody that, you know, you like, but you don't emulate that. Like you look at sports, for example, you know, I look at a, a Michael Jordan, you know, a, a Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, like 
players imitated other players, but they didn't do everything that is exactly the same as that player. Right. They did a lot of stuff, but then they also added their own touch to it so that they could stand out, for example. And it's the same thing for live streaming. I mean, you, you've got to you know tell your story, but hey, you know what? You can follow what James is doing, for example, or you can see, well, what was James's path? Hey, I'm a, I have a very similar path to James. It's not gonna be exactly the same. Uh, how can I, you know, then, uh, you know, find my true self, you know, and, um, you know, and use that in my storytelling aspect. So I think that's excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent advice there. So I just have one last question for you, by the way. This is, this is a softball yeah. question. Oh, know. I don't know. Let me get ready. Don't get Let me get ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so where can people connect with James Hicks if they want to learn more about who you are, your story, for example? I mean, you know, I, I know we're always talking about like, we're talking gear and things like that beforehand. Uh, but you know, again, it was great hearing about the HP aspect, the Apple yeah. aspect, you know, the Silicon Valley aspect as well. But where can people connect with you if they have questions they want to, you know, learn more about yeah. your path, your journey? I tell you what, let, let me there was one statement that I wanted to make yeah, about sure. live streaming before I go to that, because okay. content creators, new content creators, I don't think appreciate or, or recognize the, the value of the replay squad. Right. Yeah, you're, you're shooting live and it's it's convenient for you to go live Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Look, you know what? It's it's 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast. Uh, so folks are already drunk or sleep or wh whatever the case would be <laughs> over there. Right. Uh, and it, Monday may not be great for anyone as well. Take advantage of the replay squad and share your content out to as many social platforms as you are on social platforms that, that are relevant to your message, right? If you're talking, I don't know, I don't want to say basket weaving because that was the one we always used in, in school, right? But if, <laughs> maybe that's not the right place for a LinkedIn post. But but again, your Twitter, your, your Facebook, your, your YouTube, your TikTok, all, all of those social networks that you're on, grab a snippet of whatever content that you went live with that you probably only had three people live, but when you share it on those other social networks you are and you've got to record it, they can go check that out later. So you continue to grow your audience and you continue to grow your, your, your message by sharing it out more than just that one 30 minute segment when you were on uh, when you were alive. I think that's one limiting factor, again, that a lot of new content creators place on themselves that I'm going live for the first time Friday night at four o'clock p.m. And there's only two people there. Oh, geez. Right. Make sure you 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 propagate your message out to everyone within your circle so you can get the uh, the traction that you're looking for. I, w I wanted to say that. Excellent. Um, That's excellent. Excellent point. Yeah. So where, where, where are you going to find me? You know, I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm old school like you guys. Right. I, I'm, I'm on uh, uh, Facebook. I'm on I'm on I'm on Twitter. James Hicks there. Uh, YouTube. Uh, James Hicks as well. Uh, Instagram. What is my Instagram? I think it's Jay Hicks. I, I, I don't I don't know these things. But since I don't know all of these because I'm getting older, I have a landing page uh, solo to slash James Hicks. And that is essentially where I have all of my social links, all of my affiliate links, all of my uh, blogs and things of that. So solo.to slash James Hicks is where all of my podcasts, all my websites, all of my YouTube channels and things of that nature are, are, are housed. So you can have one location to, to get to everyone. Fantastic. I can't, I can't remember everything. So I have to put it in one place. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I mean, again, you'll, you'll never let me on the show again, will you? Because I just don't know what to say half the time. <laughs> 
No, I thought good. this was yeah. fantastic, actually. And I actually, I was going to say, I really appreciated that last snippet that you, you know, brought to the table. I thought that was fantastic. And I, I, I just appreciate you sharing that along with everything else with our audience. Cool. Thank you, guys. You know, this is this, this is all right. Launch your life. This is uh, this yeah. is pretty good here. You know, the Christian Mail Show. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, so I want to thank everybody, by the way. First off, I want to thank James um, for, you know, for joining us. Uh, I want to thank Mel, obviously, as well for for um, for being in the hot seat there, you know, and, and uh, this has just been it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I just want to give you guys a quick recap. You know, remember, we talked about uh, how to get a great interviews when live streaming with with our guest, uh, James Hicks. If you're listening to the podcast, this is episode 75. Uh, of the Launch Your Live podcast. And remember, by the way, if you have any live streaming questions, uh, you can always uh, reach out at Launch Your Live on all your social media channels. Uh, but for more information about this episode, all you have to do is go to launchyour.live forward slash EP75. Uh, we'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.